Guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. The sponsor of today's show is Evest, a digital brokerage firm founded with the vision of bringing trust and credibility to the world of online trading. Evest provides investors with better opportunities in the online trading industry, offering self-trade service with high level of security and secured global licenses. Evest offers 100% reliable stocks with zero commission. So this week, Augustus Media, our company, uh, won an award last night at the Fast Company Media Awards for Most Innovative Media Company. Uh, we're really excited, we're really proud about that and continue to do what we're doing every day. Uh, I know there's so many events happening at the moment in Dubai, but it's also a kind of a place that uh, makes anything possible. I, I recall this meme online or this viral video that says, uh, you think money can't buy happiness, Bibi come to Dubai. And that's the sort of impression that people have of this city. And today's guests make some of those things come true, specifically around wedding proposals. Uh, so it's really interesting conversation, uh, how the proposals work and how she set up the business as well. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, my guest is Caroline Rolston. She's the founder of Proposal Boutique. Uh, they are the UAE's first proposal planning business, founded in 2014, after noticing a high demand for wedding planners in the region, but little to no help for men with their marriage proposals. So a unique twist on it, definitely a gap in the market. So we're gonna hear all about the proposal boutique, the wedding industry in Dubai and the UAE, which I know a lot of people will be interested in and then plans for the future. Good morning, Caroline. Morning, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, so it's this is definitely sort of a fun conversation we're gonna have. It's a fun industry. Uh, you know, people will know lots about sort of wedding planning, but not necessarily the proposal side of it. So how did you come up with the idea? So in 2013, my now husband took me to New York. We were already living in Dubai, but he took me to New York for an incredible four-day marriage proposal. And it was everything that a girl dreams of. He'd incorporated about everything that I told him from my childhood memories, our whole dating relationship. He'd incorporated lots of different elements. Um, I'd always wanted that New York Christmassy proposal. Um, yeah, and he made all my dreams come true. 
Um, and then when I came back to Dubai, I was sharing my proposal story with anyone that would listen, <laughs> all my friends, all my family. And they were just saying, you know, this is so amazing. It's so romantic. I wish I had a proposal like that. And at the time I was flying for Emirates as cabin crew. So you meet lots of different people every single flight. And I just became known in the cabin crew world as the girl with the big proposal. <laughs> so then I started helping colleagues with their proposal. And I went online and I was like, someone must be doing this in Dubai. There must be someone helping guys with their Dubai proposals. And I couldn't believe that no one was doing it already. Obviously, right. in Dubai, we have a huge wedding industry. Um, so that's when I decided that there's a gap in the market and I decided to fill that gap. Brilliant. And it sounds simple enough, but once you started thinking and planning it, there must have been a lot that you needed to cover. What? So what are the services that you offer? Yep. So we do everything, a full A to Z for our clients, whether it's booking hotels and then we find the venues for them. We do idea creation. So we send our clients a very detailed consultation form to find out more about their relationship, what she likes, what he likes, the kind of setting that they'd like. Then we find venues for them. Then we do decoration, flowers, fireworks, musicians, photographers, the fireworks. drones, yeah, everything, whatever <laughs> really? they want, we take full control. So the client doesn't deal with anyone except for us, but we deal with lots of different elements on their behalf. Do you help with the rings? Everything. Yeah, we even help with their speech. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The speech where they ask them, oh, no way. Yeah. And do you, do you price that? Like, is there a, a package fee or do you go, okay, this person wants this and is it all cost? and bespoke? Yeah, so everything's super personalized. Um, but obviously, we do have clients that see something on our Instagram and they like to click and buy. Yeah. So they say, I want that exact want that setup. One. But that isn't why I set up the business. I want every woman to have a proposal like I had. Mm. I want it to be really unique, really personal, and for her to know how much he has listened over the years and how much he knows about her. So then we do add-ons like a memory lane carpet for example where instead of a long red carpet there'll be photographs and like a love story mm. that they walk over so that's one option um yeah and there's lots of different ways that we work with the guy to add on those personal elements for him interesting brilliant so many when listening to you talk I have so many questions about marriages and things like that related to proposals but before we get there uh, so is your husband involved in the business yeah, unofficially. Unofficially. <laughs> yeah, so he... He was the creative behind the exactly, first one. Exactly, so. <laughs> yeah. But we, because we like to work together and bounce ideas off. So even though he's not involved in the business on a day-to-day -day basis, mm. um, me and the team will brainstorm throughout the day. Then I'll go home at the end of the day and I'll be like, you know, I've got this idea. It's amazing. And he kind of streamlines it, thinks about the practical elements because sometimes it can be so dreamy, the ideas that we have in the team. And he's just the one to kind of say, okay, this is how we'll we'll get that working okay. and he did the new york one himself yes yeah. so this is how the idea started so there were a few proposal planners in the u.s so he reached out to them for help but there was no personal service from them it was very much a catalog of five ideas mm. and he actually wanted he knows i hate public displays of affection so he wanted something very private mm. and i always wanted um, a central park proposal with filled with candles so he he contacted a proposal planner there and they just weren't willing to help him. They were like, no, it's not in our catalogue. We can't help you. So he ended up contacting the mayor of New York to get permits for 
this. And he hired two kind of was bouncers. Bloomberg or someone at the time. <laughs> I can't remember who it yeah. was. But yeah, he made these contacts wow. and he was just so stressed trying to, you know, find the contacts to close off part of Central Park. And then he had to hire another separate security team that would make sure no one would go into that area. Crazy. Yeah. Then he hired another company that would install the candles for him. So he was really, really stressed. I mean, I didn't realize until afterwards. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that explains why you were so weird that night. (laughs) But now that's what I do. I help men. Whatever their idea is, I'm like, yes, we'll make it work in some way or another will make it work and then I do all that uh, planning for them even technically to close off part of Central Park and put the candles in that's pretty impressive (laughs) yeah honestly it (laughs) took him so long to plan it he's very romantic and he knew that that's what I wanted so he was just yeah going for it Uh, interesting so when you set up the business you had you a background in anything like this before as you were working with Emirates you know did you know anything about the wedding planning industry or anything like that before Yep. So I studied tourism management at university. I had a first class degree and that was in management as well. So that definitely helped with the business mm. side. Um, and then obviously my time with Emirates crew, I was also um, private jet as well. So I worked first class for a long time mm. and I was used to working with high profile clients that have really high expectations. And obviously when you're at 40,000 feet, you can't ever tell a client no, you can't ever tell a passenger no. Mm. So So I kind of learned how to be creative, how to think outside the box. And that definitely put me in good stead for setting up the business because a lot of our clients have extremely high expectations. Yeah, amazing. So you both those significant experiences, the the, what you studied and the career that you had uh, came up with perfectly work for something that didn't exist before so so it's almost like it was custom for a career it was perfect for you and talk a little bit about your clientele you obviously we often see sort of glamorous proposals like with love in dubai we get shared these ideas videos all the time post my wedding proposal (laughs) like all this sort of stuff but some of them are really really good uh you know is that do you help with those ones and like uh what what's the kind of uh, most creative or the most common uh, proposals that you do? So we've planned over a thousand proposals now in the last eight years. Some are incredible for very high profile football stars, um, but obviously we're not able to showcase a lot of what we do due to our um, NDAs with our clients. Mm. Um, but obviously we've done huge big proposals. We have a big market um that come over from Taiwan and they love flash mobs and drones. And we had one gentleman that proposed over three days with three different rings, a flash mob, an underwater proposal, a helicopter. So it was, you know, multiple levels of proposals. So they're always great fun um, to plan. But I mean, we we always try to make it so that it's tailored to our, our girl at the end of the day. So if a gentleman contacts us, and he has, say, for example, he wants a beach proposal with fireworks and dances and things. We always say, you know, that's what you'd love. That's great. But what actually does your girlfriend want? First of all, does she love the beach? Mm. Because if she doesn't want the beach, then we need to tailor to another idea. So we really work with him to make it unique for her. It's amazing. It kind of really takes the stress away, you know, on the planning side of it, obviously. And so a thousand proposals, that's amazing. I- you know, did it happen, 
you know, your first clients and how did you build the business from there? You, what sort of license did you get to do this work? Yep. So I'm licensed through Fijera Free Zone. Um, that's who I've been licensed with from the beginning. Mm. I think when you're starting out a company, obviously you don't know if it's going to be a success. I was creating a whole new industry. It had never been done before. I didn't know if, if it would take off in Dubai. Uh, luckily it did, but obviously I went through a creative zone license for mm. that. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. I actually developed the website myself when I realized that it was the business I wanted to do. I taught myself website development because mm. I didn't have any money to invest in a developer. Um, I started setting up a, a Facebook page. And then after about three months when the website was ready... I launched it and I launched it through Facebook. And that same day I had my first client. Wow. And I remember I was in Mall of Emirates and I got, uh, you know, a call on my mobile. And he was like, yeah, I want to propose tomorrow. And I was thinking, how? How does he know about me? But it was just because I posted on a Facebook blog. Yeah. And yeah, he was my first client. So I knew then that it was going to work. And you got it ready by the next day? Yeah, always. It was actually in the um, Dubai Fountains on the Lake, the private Abra. We hired one of those and decorated it for wow. him. So yeah, in um, it was incredible. That's pretty good start. Yeah. yeah, but most companies that I speak too. Obviously, it's a really long slog trying to get your first client. So I was just very, very lucky. Mm. And it took off from there. And it's the kind of business as well. Like obviously, people starting their own business need to look at the costs and things like that. But apart from the sort of uh, official things that you need to do, such as licensing and activities, there's, it's not a capital intense business. Mm -hmm. It's a service business. So, you know, you, it's kind of like being paid by the hour in a way that, you know, your, your brain power and your ability. Uh, but then how do you go on from there? How do you sort of scale this? Like you were here in the podcast now. What, what, who's working at? What sort of team do you have and what sort of skills do you bring on board? Yep. So the business was very small for a very long time. I was really setting it up out of passion. I wasn't thinking about making millions in my first year. I was really doing it for the love. Um, and because of that, obviously it wasn't very profitable. Now I have more of a management head on me and I have goals that I set and I have a team that, you know, that we work towards that as one. Mm. So until about four years ago, it was just myself. Um, and then I, I was converting the clients. So I was working with the clients, making all the bookings, making all the plans for them. And then I would be there on the night to coordinate it. But obviously that became too much. I then needed help. So what I would then do was I was doing the proposal planning side of it. So still working with the clients. Um, and then I would pass on the proposal plan to coordinators. So I now have six proposal coordinators. They're sent a job sheet so they know exactly what uh, decoration the gentleman wants. They know about the venues. They would know all the supplier contacts. And they're there on the night to coordinate the whole proposal. Um, but now I have a full-time creative director. So now I take a full CEO role in the business, looking at, you know, strategies. The creative director works with all our clients to do all the proposal planning, and then she passes it over to our proposal coordinators. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how that works. And then um, now I have a full-time PR company with Tish Tash, who are incredible. They're really getting us out there. We've been featured in Harper's Bazaar and Vogue. And now I have a full-time social media um, girl as well. Brilliant. So 
all areas covered. Everything covered. So what's the size of the team? So there's now six of us, six full-timers, yeah. and we have two freelance proposal coordinators as well that we take on for really peak uh, peak times, which will start from this month. I was going to ask about that. So is your business seasonal? Yeah, it is very seasonal. So 98% of our clients are from overseas. Um, so obviously the tourist season now is kicking off in Dubai. So that's when we're at our busiest. So usually from September to April is when we're super, super busy. And then in the hotter months, that's when we're now international as well. So we plan proposals in London, Singapore. So we tend to do more of our proposals there. Um, or we do smaller inter like inside decorations mm. in Dubai. So we do hotel uh, proposal setups. Interesting. So I didn't really know that, you know, obviously people would come to Dubai for the honeymoon, but we didn't realize that there was an industry for people to come here to propose that that's the thing, obviously. Yeah, we've put it on the map completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the beginning when I set it up, I was like, New York is number one, Paris is number two, Dubai needs to be number one. And yeah. I'm absolutely determined to make Dubai the number one destination for proposals. It's incredible. Yeah, we've yeah. got everything here. So yeah. any idea is doable. And that's what I love about Dubai. There's always someone that is willing to make a dream come true, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And so the 98% from abroad, what about the the local market like is that an awareness thing or or do those people also also travel or you know you know talk about the makeup of proposals like uh, obviously the majority of proposals don't hire a service to do a proposal do you have any statistics around that or no i'm not sure how many proposals happen on a day-to-day -day, but obviously we go on instagram a lot and we see things that are happening and we're like oh my gosh there was, someone proposed on the beach and there was a man wearing uh, really <laughs> short swim shorts behind them if they'd have hired us we would have made sure they had a <laughs> private area rather yeah. than this this guy being in the background um but yeah we do our local proposals as well again these are very different um sometimes they'll prefer to do a simple setup in their villas but then a lot of our clients still want that Hollywood proposal so they tend to do a small proposal at home with their family yeah. then have the wedding and then they after the wedding they'll do their proposal again and it'll be the big Hollywood one mm. where it's on the beach in front of the Burj Al Arab or on a rooftop um, in front of the Burj Khalifa so those everyone photos, yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone is still getting those big proposals no matter what nationality or background because we're all used to seeing these these romantic movies mm, yeah definitely yeah but and you know just talking about the type of business that it is because the majority of your clients don't know that they're clients per se and you don't have competitors so say if there's a hundred weddings maybe i'm showing out numbers maybe 90 percent of those people might might think that they're just going to do a proposal themselves and as as you said they might do the wedding planning themselves with a wedding planner, but they might do the proposal themselves. Mm -hmm. So you have to sort of get awareness and show them your services. And then knowing that they're a one-time client, you can't retain them. Yes. Un unlikely, unless, you know, they propose a few times. <laughs> but, you know, so how do you sort of plan for that type of business? Yes. Yeah, so that is actually a challenge that we're facing at the moment because it's that challenge of a business. It's great if you're selling cosmetics, for example, mm. because you know that you're going to constantly get that repeat business. Business. Ours is very different. So the next logical step is then to plan their weddings. Yeah. And that's the route that we started taking. It's a route that lots of people say that we should do, but I still want to remain niche. I still want to just do proposals because that's what sets us apart. Mm. We're not a 
an event planner. We are a dedicated proposal planner. And obviously the market is completely different from weddings. Now we deal with one man, um, but weddings, you'll deal with a woman, you'll <laughs> deal with lots of other different yeah. elements. But we want to partner now with big wedding planners so that we can still carry on that milestone moment for our couple. Mm. But we also have an incredible CRM system. So every client is tracked in it. We know we have the best relationship because we're always on WhatsApp. We're doing calls. It's a very strong relationship that we build with them. So every time they come back to Dubai, we do um, like romantic room decoration. We book their dates. Maybe they just want to hire a, a a Bentley that will take them around Dubai for five days, then we take care of that for mm. them. So that's when the concierge um, element comes into play for them. Amazing. We book romantic dinners. So yeah, that's how we're trying to go rather than going down the traditional wedding planning route. And even with your tourism planning background as well and management, you know, you could plan holidays for people and things like that as yeah. well. Honeymoons maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the start of those milestone moments. And I love tracking travel trends. I love knowing what nationalities coming when what kind of proposals they like so we change our strategy what goes online to tailor to these people so it's yeah it's very exciting and what are the different preferences uh you know you kind of mentioned private weddings for proposals versus personal ones but you know uh wedding proposals are different in different cultures mm. some are even more traditional where there isn't a, a the man doesn't actually propose it's done through families and things like that how do, how do you factor those types of behavior and traditions into what you offer yeah I mean we're open to anything and that's why it's so important that we have an initial 20 minute zoom consultation with every single client um, sometimes we work with their parents sometimes their sister it works in many different ways it used to be up until about six years no no sorry up until about four years ago that it would 100% we would deal with the man that was proposing but now it can be friends of friends sisters so yeah we we're ready to to take any challenge but yeah every proposal is different and whether the family's planning it whether they want something public or at home private yeah we we do anything and is there price ranges you know if this is something new that Obviously, weddings can be expensive and can be a burden on young couples. But if this is something new, uh, do people have a budget? Do they have an idea of what what it might cost? Or do they sort of, you know, obviously, like they might know the cost of a restaurant or a hotel, but, you know, how much should they budget for something like this? I mean, for us, you're paying for a really personalized service. Mm. We offer proposals that are above and beyond. If they want to just do it in a restaurant, then we always say, you know, you don't need to hire a proposal planner because there's nothing else that we can we can offer you. So obviously, every single pr uh, proposal is worked on a custom budget. Our average proposal starts from about 40,000 dirhams. Mm. But obviously, depending on the season, um, we work with clients budgets depending on what they want you know what's my next question going to be what's the most expensive proposal that you've done oh uh, one million us dollars is the client that we're <laughs> working with now yeah whoa what did they get for that so for that they get 500 drones and they get a singer that we're bringing in ah, from uh, egypt yeah amazing wow a million dollars proposal wonder what the wedding would be like uh but that's interesting but you know so the 40,000 dirhams like because there's lots of things that go involved in it you know um and is there 
you know, is the surprise element important and confidentiality? For, so surprise is in surprise. The, the female for, not knowing. Yeah. So a lot of our females, actually, we're having a lot of women that are planning their own proposals at the minute, but they do all the planning and then we, the gentleman still pays, yeah. So which is good. That's what we, yeah, we approve some of. part of the tradition, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But on the night, she still wants that surprise element. Yeah. So it's, it's, ah, uh, and even though she did all the planning, <laughs> she knew that it was coming yeah. uh, because we all want that <clears throat> and every speech is different but yeah we work with our clients we'll collect the ring for them beforehand we guide them we give them a full detailed two-page itinerary of proposals you know what to do what not to do how to remain calm we tell them uh, you know where to stand how to be cool on the day to make sure that she's not expecting anything mm. um yeah and it, it works perfectly the girls always say to us like i had no idea it was happening where was the ring and we've got the ring stashed away brilliant <laughs> and what about the advice for the guy if the girl says no do you help with that <laughs> we have a hundred percent success rate so yeah really yeah a hundred percent thousand proposals and the I know. females never said no we had a guy that changed his mind at the very last minute we'd actually rented out the entire rugby seven stadium the seven stadium and he wanted us to um, lay out hundreds of meters of fabric to spell will you marry me so that took the whole team four and a half hours to do and he was an hour and a half away and he said look you know I've got cold feet I don't think I can go through with it and this is very common for our clients a lot of men will contact us a few hours few days before and say <laughs> I'm not sure so we calm them down you know we not talk them round but we calm their nerves and we're like you've got nothing to worry about and it all goes fine on the day yeah. but for this gentleman obviously there was no time he was literally in the limousine with it and I was like oh no I think she's going to say no so let's change the plan luckily it was Valentine's Day so we quickly ripped up all the fabric and we put down uh, be my Valentine instead and we were like you're going to have to tell the limo driver to do a couple of laps in Dubai because it's going to take us another hour to do this um, and then they had a beautiful candlelit dinner in the middle of the stadium and he went down on one knee anyway and proposed Amazing. Yeah, so it all went well. But um That's yeah. interesting dynamics, isn't it? Like that you're offering a, a service to make something special, but there's that human psychology, the guy is going to be nervous and have doubts. So you need to be there for that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is why I love WhatsApp so much. We only started using WhatsApp in our business about two years ago, mm. but it's great. Like they're, they're constantly on the phone with us and they're, you know, they're, oh God, I'm really worried. And we're able to calm the nerves. We send them video notes, voice notes. Um, so it really helps them. And it takes that personal, you know, service to the next level, yeah. which is what it's all about. Do you have a centralized WhatsApp dashboard or do you just do it on the business account just on the business account but that's interesting <laughs> said that. but but one person so only two people can have access to it but yeah this, yeah okay yeah interesting um so talking a little bit more about i liked what you said earlier about dubai you know dubai always wants to be on the map as a, a tourism destination um you know there was some statistic recently that said the most tiktok tags in the world were from the city so you know definitely like from a tourism point of view and from being number one in proposals you kind of align with what Dubai is trying to achieve as well um and uh is that how you see uh you know you the wedding sort of industry here do you see that it growing and growing and becoming 
Uh, more popular? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Dubai is promoting happiness and that's what we do. That's our vision statement is, you know, promoting happiness. And Dubai, we're working with Dubai Tourism now as well because they really want to make Dubai the destination for for destination weddings. And obviously Proposal Boutique are at the forefront of that because people come here for their uh, marriage proposals from all over the world. Uh, so it makes sense that you've you've built that affinity, that love for Dubai it's part of your relationship milestone so it makes sense that those couples would want to come back for their wedding Mm. and like I said Dubai is so central to everywhere people families are spread all across the world so Dubai is in the center of everything so we have lots of US clients that have family in India so Dubai is that perfect hub same for Europeans that have got family in Australia as well so yeah I think Dubai wedding industry is just going to keep increasing for destination weddings Interesting. And in terms of access, you know, do you treat everyone, everything as a case by case or do you build relationships with uh, venues and even the police and the RTA to pull off some stunts? Or, you know, um, often we see, say, the helipad at the Burj Al Arab, they they don't want that to be known as a rent a room sort of thing. And yeah. they, even uh, we've posted, we've posted about proposals on the Burj Arab and they've rung us up and said, oh, we don't want that to be known that you could do that, you know, that type of thing. So do you have, do you have to have extra relationships with certain venues? Yeah. I mean, 90% of my job is building relationships on a day-to-day basis with hotels and vendors. Mm. So obviously we have preferred vendors, like we're partnered with the address uh, properties. So we work closely with them to cover all their properties. Um, and yeah, and obviously Shangri-La is another popular one for us because it's got the rooftop terrace, but we're always trying to find new venues. So now I had a meeting with Alcive Heritage Hotel because I think that's such an amazing, um, you know, location mm. and they've never done proposals there before. So I always want to be on top and at the forefront of finding our clients incredible new and amazing locations for their proposals. But yeah, we, we also work with the Burj Al Arab a lot and we always get requests for the helipad, but they're very specific mm. on who they want to have it. And that's what's so interesting. We love a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> they keep it exclusive. Yeah. Interesting. Um, have you done, you started uh, in 2014 and it built over the four years and during the pandemic, did you have to do proposals then did you do some over zoom <laughs> how, how did that work we did zoom proposals yeah i'm not i, I don't like zoom <laughs> i don't like zoom at all but yeah we did a couple of them but we actually turned our business into postbox proposals so we actually um oh, nice. delivered them to the apartment or to the villa that they were staying in we gave our clients a step-by-step instruction of how to do the setup we were there on zoom or whatsapp calls with them to show them you know you put your candles here you do the flower arch like this and we we did it yeah we did it that way Mm. so it was interesting adapting Uh, we did lots of hotel decoration as well at that point Um, but we used that time to strategize for when things got back to normal which they have yes (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, so we talked earlier about you know the other services that you could provide but what about wedding planners like surely they offer proposal services or do they 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of wedding planners that that do proposals as well. Um, but again, this is what sets us apart from yeah. everyone. We're completely dedicated to proposals. We work with men on a day-to-day basis. We know exactly the questions that they've got in their minds. So we're ready with answers and responses for them immediately. Mm. We've done just about every proposal that you can do. Um, so yeah, we've got that experience. Uh, what do you think, Caroline, is missing in Dubai in your industry? Uh, you know, the, we know that there's great hotels. We know that there's wedding planners. We know that there's um, everything you can think of in terms of services, musicians, flowers, all that sort of stuff. Is there anything that's sort of missing here? Yes. Every single hotel in Dubai needs to have a rooftop terrace. <laughs> Rooftops and beaches are the most popular. Everyone mm. wants either a beach or a rooftop with a view. So I can see the Burj Khalifa and I've gone around every single hotel around and there's wasted spaces, just mm. random AC units on top of these mm. rooftops. So please, if you're a hotel listening, please get rooftop spaces interesting like other cities like have rooftops as part of their sort of you know uh f&b hospitality industry isn't it like yeah even just for parties and things like that but i think you know in the areas you're talking about i remember getting permits for those buildings to shoot from the rooftops and it's very very hard Mm -hmm. like it's very hard to get up there and yeah when you get up there they're just kind of yeah they're just it's definitely not something that you could turn into a hospitality space. Like it's all sort of dusty and there's bricks and units everywhere and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's missing. But apart from that, you think that Dubai uh, from a service industry is on par with anywhere else? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of our clients that come here have already been here for business in the past. So they've seen how amazing it is. They've Mm. driven down Sheikhzaid Road. They've been to DIFC restaurants and had the best food and the best service in the world. So this is why they want to come back to Dubai for their proposal. Mm. I mean, the service and the restaurants that we've got are incredible um so dubai really this is why it's going to be the number one destination for proposals so so what you've got is unique because it's kind of a part of what dubai has to offer you know that that sea that uh everything like even ski slopes and beautiful malls and now even uh more boutique hotels and things like that how important is dubai to propose a boutique or is it your services that you think uh, is unique and that can work anywhere in the world so yeah I mean proposals will be anywhere in the world everyone proposes every day in every single country of the world but Dubai is just that next level of special isn't it mm. it's got something that that nowhere else has um but I mean yeah pr- the proposal industry now is huge thanks to social media so people want those big elaborate marriage proposals Hmm. Speaking of social media, uh, what do you offer? You know, do you bring a videographer and what's the sort of, you know, like if you're a wedding planner, you'd have a photographer and they produce a book or a movie. Do you produce something that's documented as well? Yes. Yeah, so we have lots of different options. We really encourage our clients to have a photographer or videographer, and we offer lots of different packages, whether mm. it's cinematography, videography, uh, real packages, whatever they want, whatever form of social media they're on, we develop a package um, for that as well. It's all about reels now, isn't it? It, it is. Everyone <laughs> loves TikTok, a reel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah and 
and you know we see amazing sort of uh, I, I'm just thinking about um, Chris Faye's uh, a friend who obviously is on the radio but he, he he used he had Will Smith help with his proposal yes. and they documented like that but I don't think he I think he planned it but he had Will Smith sort of put the ring out for, for Brianna and now now he's on this show Dubai Bling do you think that those type of shows and the, these type of things will attract even more people to think put Dubai on the map for for your services and others yes definitely yeah this is what showcases Dubai yeah. all the glitz and the glamour and you know the, this high flying life I mm. mean everyone wants a piece of that so this is why yeah people want big elaborate proposals in Dubai amazing so uh we're coming sort of the end of 2022 you know there's talks of uh there's macro factors economy and there's oil prices and the high dollar uh but yet we're coming into a busy sort of season for you um how do you sort of plan ahead when you're running this business do you take it year on year or do you look to the future yeah we we look to the future definitely we're looking at trends so we know that drone proposals for example are taking off we're also looking at metaverse and things so we're we're planning lots that way and again with with financial crisis and things that happen around the world that's when we take our business on a more day-to-day basis mm. so we take that's why it's really personalized and if someone's got a small budget but an incredible idea and we've not got any proposals on that week then of course yeah we take that client on so we we really try to make everyone's proposal dream come true mm. and, and yeah that's interesting so and just take both of those trends that you mentioned so drones uh do you have to do you buy your own drones how do you get the licenses do you have to do it for each event yeah so it's complicated like anything in dubai we when we do our helicopters um we have helicopters that pick our clients up from a desert resort for example and take them to their proposal location so for that the permits that you need are vast the paperwork takes a long time you need permission from the caa and it's the same with drones it's very limited in dubai and that's why it's very expensive because mm. of all the different permits the same when we hire musicians as well you need permits for that so but anything's possible we just need time and obviously you need a budget for that as well and you don't cut corners you always get the right permits so yes absolutely. oh yeah definitely yeah and we always work with the best suppliers that we know there's nothing worse than say a client spending five hundred thousand dollars on a drone proposal and 500 of the drones and you've got 250 drones that are not working on the day so we work with the best suppliers that are trusted that have amazing reviews um um, and that we can trust because that proposal is over in minutes. Mm. So it has to be perfect. And we have so many backup plans and contingencies in place. So, uh, so if, for example, if someone wants a drone proposal on a beach at Alcasa and it's windy and it's raining, then we've got another venue backup for that. So yeah. we're and always ready. And the second part of the trend, you mentioned the metaverse. Have people done metaverse proposals? Is that something that's coming up? There's been a metaverse wedding. Um, so yeah, we're hoping to do some metaverse proposals in the future, which is something we're working on now, which will be really exciting. Definitely. Uh, going back to some of the stunts, uh, I remember a story covered about a year and a half ago of a gender reveal in British Khalifa. Oh, yeah. That got a lot of controversy. Um, or people say, why are you doing that? But then, uh, but then do you, have you had proposals on the British? 
We've had proposals in 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 the Burj Khalifa oh, on the Burj Khalifa. The Burj. No, we've never done one down there. It's something that I really want to do. Yeah, really I know that Coca Cola <laughs> did one. Yeah, yeah. they're about five hundred thousand US uh, dirhams. So yeah, if we've got a client for that, that would be incredible. But yeah. again, because it's already been done, then there's better ways to spend that five hundred thousand that hasn't been unique. done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When you've got that kind of budget. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, what what else like what else have you planned as well for your business? So, where do you see it in a few years? Is it something that's a passion project that you want to continue doing as long as you want? As yeah, long as you can. Yes, definitely. I want yeah it to continue. I want it to continue growing in Dubai. I also want to strengthen our international proposals. So, obviously, ninety eight percent of our clients now are from overseas, but there's a huge number of men in Dubai that have got massive disposable income but because they live here they don't necessarily want to get proposed to here or they don't want to propose here so they tend to go to the Maldives Paris Singapore for example so I want to do a really personalized service for them here so that they deal with us on a day-to-day basis Mm. they get to have one-to-one meetings and then we do their planning of their proposal internationally okay so say if someone's thinking of proposing soon or, or proposing like how how do you, if they're listening to this, depending on what they want, but when's the best time to sort of get in touch? What sort of is your ideal brief of lead time? I mean, an ideal brief would be three months. Okay. But we have clients now that are WhatsApping us this morning that want to propose tomorrow and tonight. So we, we're used to very short lead time. So we can mm. turn anything around. We've got a team, you know, that are incredible. Um, like I said before, we love a challenge. Uh, nothing is impossible. So we, yeah, we can plan proposals that same day yeah brilliant but but that three month would be good if you're thinking about it cool and then with um with new year's obviously new year's in general is a big sort of proposal and festive periods uh do you have more resources available at that time and and you know, it, this also is it harder to plan a proposal on New Year's Eve? Yeah, New Year's is really, really challenging. Um, obviously, again, people want that rooftop with the Burj Khalifa view. <laughs> yeah. So straight away, although the limited rooftops that we have, they're all booked for gala events. So booking those exclusively is like 10 times more um, than what it would be normally. So that's the first challenge. Another challenge is our clients get into these venues on New Year's because roads close hours before and everyone wants to see the Burj Khalifa fireworks. So if they're having a proposal on New Year's Eve and we're planning it now, we just logistically need to be really smart with how we go about that. Um, We don't encourage New Year's Eve proposals. We always say to our clients, it's quite predictable. It's highly stressful for you. So if you can add, same as with Valentine's Day, we Mm. love Valentine's proposals, but the chances are they're going to know that something's going to happen. So we say, try to do it day or two earlier or afterwards Um, and then the prices come down the logistics are easier for the client especially for new years and it just adds that extra element because if the girl is thinking oh he's going to propose she's going to think it's going to be at those key times so when he doesn't and he does it a few days later it's an extra element that's good advice in general i think but yeah but with the new years so but could you do it as a venue, does it have to be closed off? Like, could you do it at a gala dinner where there's other guests? Yeah, you could. But a lot of our clients want something super private Mm. and you don't know that there's not going to be three other men around that are going to be doing a proposal as well Mm. so if you want to propose on new year's eve and you're happy with observers and maybe another proposal happening on the table next to you then yeah definitely go ahead 
Um, but if not, then yeah, we suggest hiring a private area. Are there any people in Chesney, are there any people who ask for, um, you know, I want to, I want this covered afterwards in the media. I want some attention. Like I put this money in, I, I want people, I want to go viral. Do they say that to you? Yeah, we have a lot of, of gentlemen that contact us wanting that, but they still tend to want that private moment because they know that also they're uncomfortable with the Dubai rules. They don't want public displays of affection. You know, they yeah. don't want to be kissing and offending other people. So they still want that private moment. Then they want us to hire the photography and video team and make them go viral that way. Yeah. That's interesting. That reminds me of another story. I think someone sent us their proposal and, and a few days later, I forget why, but they asked us to take it down. Oh, something. She said no, like no, she changed her mind. Maybe. No, it worked. They were married, but there was just something technical about that. Maybe permissions or maybe it was a sensitive time. I'm not sure, but like these things can change, can't they? Yeah. You know, people don't, uh, don't know the comments and the buzz that happens on the back of something, they mightn't be ready for it or whatever. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And there was another one where the comments weren't nice, you know, you know, um, yeah, judgmental on one of the individuals and it's sort of, you know, it's, they're trying to create a special moment and then there's haters in the comments and things like that, you know? Yeah. This is the problem. This is what I see a lot when I'm looking through TikTok and things, some of the Mm. comments, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It should be more uh, safer environments online for that type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Caroline, pleasure talking to you today. Uh, It's been a really fun interview. Uh, yeah, I'm sure people will get a lot out of it and well done with what you've achieved. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. What a great story. What a great business story. It shows what can be done in Dubai on all levels. Uh, really interesting insights uh, from Caroline. And I'm sure that, that that passion that she has for staying true to what she's doing will take her and the business far in the future. Big thank you uh, to Shahir and Ali who produced this show. Uh, thank you to Evest, our sponsors uh, as well. Without this, uh, without them, the show wouldn't be possible. Uh, this show goes out on Apple Angami. Uh, and any other podcast app. It's also streamed.smashy.tv. You do have to pay for the video streaming service, but you can watch the video clips on Smashy for free. It's available on iOS, Android, mobile devices, but also on most smart TV devices as well. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. If you like any of these interviews, if you know someone who has a great business story and you would like them to be on the show, please do get in touch. We tend to book sort of three, four months in advance, uh, but we always looking for interesting stories. And we'll be back next week with another episode at 11 o'clock on Friday.